This is exactly right. Adulting is hard, but it doesn't have to be impossible. If you want to hear more about ways you can actually live your best life, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways you can improve your life. This season on How to Be a Better Human, learn how thinking about death can actually make your life happier, why it's never too late to make a change, and more. Find How to Be a Better Human wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yes. Welcome to Adulting, everybody. I'm Michelle Buteau. That's Jordan Carlos. He sounds like he's touching his toes. He's not. He's rubbing his eyes. He's smiling. He's got dimples. It's really great. You're on vacation. You're having fun. How does it feel? Feels really good. Are you a carry-on or are you checking in? What are you doing? Um, You know me. Yes. I bring a bag with nothing in it. Yes. And, and I <laughs> fill it later with my wife's purchases. When I went on vacation with Michelle, I brought a bag that got roasted because there was literally nothing in it. I checked in the bag. I- we all checked in bags because we like options. We're going to the Mediterranean. We're going to be on a boat. We're going to be stopping at islands. I love that you're able to wear the same pair of shorts every day. Yes. We are not. So he basically had like a carry-on bag. I'm like, oh, where's the rest of it? He's like, this is it. And you packed for like a week or was it 10 days? The night before. Yeah. I mean, I am laying out stuff days in advance. (laughs) I am trying on outfits. I'm figuring out what sandals I could wear for a long period of time so I'm not that bitch when we're all out doing a four-hour tour being like, my feet hurt. Slow down. And I tell you what, I still fucked myself because on that vacation, we were at a very adorable, quaint, charming coffee shop where there was plants everywhere. It was giving hipster atrium. Oh, not and that. Whoa, oh, oh, that. I'm doing it, Jordan. I'm going there. <laughs> and I'm like, we leave the coffee shop. And I'm like, ow, did someone pitch in my butt? I thought a bee stung me. I'm like, ow, wait a minute. And then it starts to feel personal, just like a bunch of tiny little darts in my butt. And I said, what's going on? I look over, yo, bitch. Backed up into a cactus. I remember that. You had to change out of your entire ensemble. I had to go back to the hotel to change. And then we went to the, what was it, Acropolis? The Acropolis, yes. We had to go to the Acropolis. Oh, no. Don't. Don't tell this story. When you vacation with black nerds, all they want to do is learn, 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 learn. I want to learn about the new cocktail that Athens has to offer. What are you you talking about? Okay, listen. If you go to the Acropolis, it's one of the seven wonders of the world, the ancient world. You have to. I mean, like. Uh, So is my right tit. Let's go. (laughs) Next. Let's just say Michelle did not have a good time at the Acropolis. Well, we couldn't get in because we had to buy tickets online because this is still COVID. It's still COVID technically, but this was like at the height. Yes. And so you had to buy tickets online and um, yes. it was like in Greek and it, we were very confused. And so everybody else got the tickets except for me and my husband. And mind you, residual needles all in one of the regions. And so I'm already in pain. It's hot. We're walking up. It's giving 40 days, 40 nights first testament. And I'm not in the mood. <laughs> okay? And we get there and this guy won't let us in. All our friends are in. You, everybody else in. Yeah. Nobody wants to let me and my husband in because we bought the wrong pass. We bought like a museum pass that costs the same amount of money to go see the Acropolis. And he won't let us in. He's going to make us like buy another pass. And so my husband rarely loses his temper. 
But when he does, that's when you got to shut it down. You ever have that quiet friend that all of a sudden gets angry? You're like, oh, <laughs> we can leave. Now we can leave. And so my husband got mad and we were just like really hot. I mean, everybody was chafing. That's how hot it was. It was a dry heat, even though none of us were dry downstairs. You understand? It was giving Duncan Hines moist. Okay. It was giving angel food cake, my mom, no texture, soft. <laughs> <laughs> That is so gross. That is, is so it, gross. Or is it natural? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. A couple things. First of all, I have to say. Yes. What what was created in that moment was the biggest Sophie's Choice moment of my life. Okay? Because the Acropolis is the Super Bowl of nerd dumb. Uh, all right? Uh, it's like history buffs. There's nothing bigger, baby. There's nothing bigger. Oh, please. And then I look behind me and they're like, we can't get in. And I was like, oh my God, my son or my daughter, my son or my daughter, what am I going to do? And then I was like, I will pay. I don't know if y'all remember this, but I was like, we will pay for your ticket. Yeah, we were like, no, that's not the point. When husband and I are both on the same page with pettiness, then it's like, there's no coming back. And it's just like, that is not the point. We're not going to give more money because this guy decided that we have to. But he was also like a low-key dick to everybody. He was. Like, I know it's hot, but get another job if you don't like it, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, over here, not here. It was giving like TSA energy. And I'm just like, we're on vacation. I just had a whole cactus up my ass and I'm out here fucking trying. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you were, listen, y'all were trying your best and it was just a misunderstanding. I think at some point, like one of you said, suck at Aristotle to the man. <laughs> that was maybe uncalled for, but that was that was fine. But in the heat of the moment, but you know what I liked about it? What? Can I say this? What? You had, as a couple, mm-hmm. you had each other's back. That's true. And I love that. Right or wrong, you had each other's back. And <laughs> I love that in a couple. Yeah. I love that in a couple. Yeah. Because I have seen one spouse turn against each other or or like be on the side of like the business or whatever. I'm like, yo. I've seen that too. And I'm just like, Mm -mm. united front. United front. United front, period. We go down swinging. Yo, that's one thing we learned about each other early on, what we need from each other. Because when I was like going out to Christmas in Holland, and there's a lot of Dutch. And I don't, people are like saying crazy shit to me left, right, and center. And then he's trying to explain it to me. And that's even worse because that feels very patronizing. I'm just like, you can explain it to me on the side. We're going to have a united front. I will always have your back. You have mine. Now, this is like obviously a different situation, but we both were like, we're not even going to enjoy the Acropolis because this guy already done fucked it up for us. So, what we're going to mm. do is do something. And it was a couple's trip. So it was actually like forced time for us just to be alone together. And we liked it. We got a beer. We walked around some shops and it was totally fine. It was awkward when we met back up with you guys and you guys were like, it was amazing. I'm like, you ain't got to say all that. But... (laughs) (laughs) But it actually would have been whack if you guys were like, all right, I guess we're not going to go see the Acropolis. Oh my God, do you hear my do you hear my doorbell? That means our guest is here. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're getting good at this. Oh man. What can we say about this next guest? Give me a couple of Bellinis, I get good. <laughs> uh, he's a friend of the pod. 
He's a father. Yes. He is a successful documentarian, big-time comedian. He's always either coming back from tour, about to go on tour. Like, yes. the stand-up just doesn't stop flowing out of him. And I think that's also, like, that leans into the documentary style of, like, everything that he does. It's just, like, storytelling. And, like, mm-hmm. is he the unofficial mayor of Queens? We don't know. We're going to find out. Yeah. Please give it up for the one and only Hari Kondabolu. Hi. Look who it is. Hari. Hello. How are you, bud? First of all, congratulations. You have some of the best hair in the business, Hari. It's true. Um, I don't know it's if you true. you know that. I know that, yeah. Oh my God. Are we are we starting out like that? Oh my god. The last time I the last time I saw you, I think you came to my meatball party yes. with your family. Yeah, there was so much happening that like we didn't get a chance to like really Hang out, but I hope you had a good time. It was fun. Oh my God, it was so much. It was also just fun to like be in New York and not be in New York. It's so far from the reality of New York that we know that it's like, wow, and there's water and space and a backyard and like, yeah, it's so beautiful. And I think, you know, when you're in an apartment and it's just cramped and like New York is just a hard place to live, it's just really nice to like your home offered a much needed escape, I think, to me and probably mm. a lot of people for that afternoon. Oh, my God. I love that. Please come back. You know, um, taking care of a really big house is like a third job that nobody asked for. Now I know why white people are just always mad at each other <laughs> because they have to, like, take care of this house. Like, I know why the fights go on for too long. Yeah, you have yeah. too much space to, like, go off. Um, That's cool that you have empathy for that. <laughs> <laughs> if it's one thing I'm going to do, I call myself an empathetic pimp, which might be the name of my next book. <laughs> empathetic pimp? Yes, an empathetic pimp. Is that pimpathetic? What's going on? <laughs> it is now. What is going on, friend? How is your How is your kid? What like what's your kid doing now? Tell like us what everything. are you doing now? Are you going to the playground trying to talk to other parents? Are you cool dad or not? Like a cool dad according to like other parents or according to my kid? Other parents, your kid, you tell me. Like, at this point, my kid's at a place where mom is cool mom and mom is cool dad. Like, I don't even, like, cool dad is like a, it's an e-consolation prize. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm always going to be in second place. I keep being told (laughs) as he gets older, he will view me differently and I will be his, like, best friend. But as of now, I'm happy in my position. You know, I'm a supporting actor in this, trying to do the best I can to make the leads look good. Wait, your child has sat you down and told you that you are you are second fiddle. No, he's two and a half. Uh, <laughs> if he did do that, I couldn't be angry because I'm like, my kid is advanced both linguistically and emotionally. <laughs> he is able to express these complicated thoughts to me. This is incredible. So no, no, no. He, but it, it's more of, uh, I want mommy to do, where's mommy? I want to see my yeah. mommy. And I'm like, all right. Is she okay? Does she need a break? What's happening? Yeah, she, I, we all need breaks. Yeah. But she we definitely need needs breaks. a break. I mean, this is this is hard and and uh, harder than I ever imagined. Oh, um, yeah. I have so much more understanding of my friends who had kids before me. The ones that were exhausted and frustrated, I get now and I wish I had more like sympathy for that then. Yeah. You know, my best friend growing up, he has three kids now. Um, his oldest is at probably at least 10, nine or 10. And I remember when I would call him like a decade ago to talk to him about my problems. And it was always, let me put the kid on the phone. And I'm like, I can't talk no. to you about what's <laughs> going on if the kid's on the phone, man. And now I understand. It's like he's putting him on the phone because 
He's watching the kid. There's no other option. There mm. is no private time. When he does get a moment to himself, that might be a moment to sleep or to catch up on some much needed stuff. Take a good And shit. me talking to him about, uh, I'm, it's, I'm single and it's hard in New York dating. Like maybe he's not interested. I will say though, sometimes <laughs> now I'm like, oh, parenting is so hard, but I have a better understanding of like my single friends. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I'm on the other side and I can see clearly now. Sometimes I feel like, ooh, still got it. Still in the game. That's what's going on. So like, sometimes it's great too. But it's very interesting to hear you talk about your wife and your son just having this special bond. Because I'm going to be honest, like, I only hear about your mom and your stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, there is that like special bond, right? Like, have you... I feel like I've heard about your dad like with the the mango bit, but yeah, I feel yeah. like it's it's a lot of mom, right? This new special is more balanced. I think Vacation Baby has a bit more of both of them in it. And, you know, it's that weird thing where I'm still trying to, like, maintain some degree of privacy, you know, when it comes to, like, personal life stuff and also wanting to make sure everything I I say is, like, cleared. And I still make mistakes where, you know, she'll be like, like, I don't think we ever talked about you saying that. And I'm like, oh, man, I think I just must have slipped it in, like, one day as a riff and then it became a bit. And I'm like, "Ah, she must have said, okay. So like there, there's still that point where I'm trying to keep how, how do I own my experiences while respecting, you know, uh, the experiences of people that don't want to be in a public space like that. Right. Um, and that's that's yeah. been really hard. And also for the kid, I don't know if you both like deal with this. It's like I don't want him to be embarrassed later by things I have said or done. 100. Yes. Or to like describe him in ways that he has to like move on from. Because his dad said this publicly and it's seen as truth and not poetic license. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I said something on a podcast recently that I'm like really nervous about. It's the first time I've ever shared dating stuff. And uh, having two Bumble dates set up in one night Mm -hmm. in a city that I don't live in. So it's it's not a good look. But that's an honest. It's an honest story. And it it ends up being really funny. And I'm I'm still friends with the people and... uh, (laughs) I don't what? know why. What? You're still friend? That's the weird part. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm still like, I don't, you know, like, <laughs> just people, kidding, I don't know, just I get to know people. They're nice, but I was talking to one of the people involved and she just kept laughing and la- I almost wanted her to be angry because it was like, <laughs> it would have been better yeah. than you just laughing in my face about how that thing imploded in my face. The basic story is date one discovered date two because date two had texted date one because they were friends and I didn't know. No. It. Uh, Double booked. Yeah, like Seattle's a small city. It doesn't matter what the city is. Doesn't matter what the city is. If there's a season two of Beef, this is it. Yeah, this is the set it off moment. That's wild. It was one of those moments where I'm like, oh wow, I'm this guy now. I've never been this guy, and now I'm this guy. Listen, listen. You're a red blooded person. You're out here. There's millions of people in New York. The odds are really just like again, again. It wasn't New York. If it was New York, it would be yes, one hundred. That's why you were like, what are the odds? Yeah. But now we know. So this is so interesting that you bring this up because I feel like, you know, you are a truth teller, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's how you express yourself. That's how you probably teach yourself and others. And, you know, you just said something about like, I shouldn't say something because I might get in trouble for it. Like Mm. say something in terms of like it affecting family. Right. 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 But like you've been like, 
I feel like you're really good at the art of the clapback on the on the social media of it all. And I don't know where that comes from or how you do that. We were performing in Vermont together one time. Someone heckled you, like a like a rich white person heckled you. Yeah. And I was like, this is, you just got to listen to him. This is a show when you're not supposed to talk. I remember but this. Do you remember that? I remember it was a bit that felt like I was criticizing the government. Or, yeah, the usual. Yeah. I ended up getting <laughs> down on one knee and singing the national anthem. Oh. Wow. Which was weird. Kaepernick style? He, he out here doing it. Dang. What part of Vermont was this? Oh, it was Burlington. Burlington. It was, you know, people from outside of uh, cities, from the suburbs, or whatever, they go down mm-hmm. to the, the quote-unquote big city for a time out, and then they hear big city people talk, and they get upset. Yeah. Ugh. They came for the truffle fries and stayed <laughs> <laughs> and stayed for the Fox News. Let me ask you a question then just on this topic. You're from Queens. You're mm-hmm. from New York City. You grew up here. So it's like verbal combat is your thing. But do you invite, heck, not invite him, but like, do you mind him? Or like, do you get anything off of it? What do you think? I mean, honestly, as I'm getting older, I enjoy that part of stand-up even less. And I and I ironically, mm. I've gotten better at it. I remember this one I don't need to say the name of the club. It's a really good club. But like, I got heckled every single night. Five shows. Come on. It was like my best of returning serve. Like, I just kind of knocked. And and to be fair, it was a variety of different types of hecklers, which was like, this is the whole (laughs) range over the weekend. Sabrina Williams of like the (laughs) complex. Let's go. The frat boys, the okay. bachelorette party, the, right, right, the right. drunken mom that who just needed a night out, the overenthusiastic fan, the dude that like doesn't like the fact that you're funny and he you're making him look bad in front of his girl in his head. Mm. Like the whole range uh. of humanity. And I just knocked everybody back. And afterwards, I remember servers and people that are saying that was incredible. Like every night, like how you just said something back. And I'm like, it's not incredible. That's not supposed to happen. Like, this isn't what I came for. Like, I'm I'm good I at it know. out of necessity, not because I like it. Mm. Yes, just because I can do it doesn't mean I want to do it. Like, I say shit, you laugh. It's a kiki. We go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why are you starting? I'm going to be a balding introvert by the time I'm done with this weekend. Is that what you want? This emotional osteoporosis? No. Why do they think that? And it's just like, oh, my God. Oh. The split will never be enough with a comedy club if you have to go through shit like that. And I really do feel like people were wildly beholden when Trump came into office. Yes. And I know that's like a thing that people say a lot, but like you could really fucking see it and yeah. feel it and hear it mm. when you're on stage. Everyone felt like it was okay to heckle. And it's just like, it's not. Yeah. It's just not. But you're so good at it, Michelle, like both inviting conversation and returning serve. I've always been impressed by how you get audiences to love you. Like, they love you. And even if they're interrupting, you find a way to win them over. And it's it's really impressive. Thank you. It really is like being the only child and just navigating my way through a crazy Caribbean family where everyone's got like five to seven siblings. And I got to like fight my way to the table to get the last mac and cheese and fight my way back up to my bedroom with like these one-liners because they just won't stop. But like... You know, it's it's the sugar versus vinegar. Like, uh, I'm going to let you know mm. you're an asshole, but also like, yeah. you're not a bad person. You're an asshole. I'm going to keep it moving. And also, I went to three different high schools. So it was always this handshake of just like, what's up? I'm here to have fun. I am nice. Don't fuck with me. Right. And we could be friends. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so that was just like a crazy lesson that I didn't even know I learned till like stand up. Huh. Right. Mm. I didn't even know that at all. But um, 
Heckling, y'all, see, the people listening to the podcast, I know you guys go to comedy shows, and I know you guys are thinking that something is clever, and you really want to say it. You don't have to. It's not how a show works. Well, we've been all the more invited by the internet to do yeah. so, right? Because of all the, the crowd work videos mm-hmm. out there, people really believe, and I was, I was just talking to one of my in-laws, and they really think that comedy shows are just about interacting with the audience now. That it's just a town hall. No, stop posting those videos. I know, but it's just like a chicken and an egg thing. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm guilty. I've posted them. I, I know. That's mainly for you. Just kidding. <laughs> Let's say you go to see Beyonce. You're not going to mosh. But the other concert I went to, people were moshing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a different yeah. kind of thing. And it's the same thing with what kind of comedian is it? What are they saying? Are they into it or not? Like, it's such mm-hmm. a variable. But people are like, well, this is how I do it. And this is what I've seen. And it makes the show better. And it's hard to say it doesn't make the show better when they see clips that like, wow, that probably made the show better. Yeah. Every show has to be unique, you know? And it will be. Because you don't say the jokes exactly like you said them the the night before, whatever it is, the earlier show. It's just going to be different because you're different, Mm -hmm. you know? And the audience is different. So how you choose to deliver that more or less will make the difference. But sometimes when people interrupt, sometimes when people have something to say, sometimes you ask a question which leads to a bit, you know? Right. That can definitely, like, change things up. I understand that. But, like, look... And I hate to be that old bitch to be like, it's the internet. I don't know what it is. Maybe it is the internet. People feel way too comfortable yep. mm. nowadays. There could be a little respect on it, you know, yeah. for privacy, personal space. I already have a mother-in-law. I have a lot of big aunties. <laughs> I get enough opinions from bitches. Like, I'm good on it. Like, you ain't gonna help me. Like, I'm out here... 45, going on 46, got twins, two dogs, a mortgage, highly therapized. You ain't going to help me, bitch. You writing a check? (laughs) If you're writing a check, that you're helping. But if you ain't writing a check, you ain't helping me. I don't need you to tell me what you think. Ooh, bitch. As a parent, do you view it differently? Because for me, I have like both sympathy and anger with heckling. Because, you know, the anger comes from in part like, yo, these people are paying 30 bucks paying for drinks, a night out. This might be their one night out, plus the babysitter cost and all that mm-hmm. just to see me. And you're taking that away from them. And no disrespect to me, but I'm not a $150 ticket. I'm just not. Uh, I yeah. mean, I think a solid 25, maybe, no. depending on the market. I say 42 mm. with tax. Oh, come on, Michelle. Girl, you are 42 with tax. Don't even. <laughs> you mean that in terms of quality bits. or in terms of the market? Because in terms of no, quality, I bits. would agree maybe 42 plus tax. Yeah, no, quality. You got bits, palm bits. know how long I've known you. God damn, we age well. HBO Aspen Festival. Oh my God. Wow. We got wow. discovered together. You, me, that was Mulaney, Eric Andre, Kyle yes. Kinane. Kinane. Wow. That was 2006. No, it was 2007. I remember because I was on TV. Are you sure? Yeah, because I was on TV in 07 and then I, I was at the festival like a week later. 
Oh my mm. God. Did you do like American? What is the last comic standing? No, I did. Um, I was on Kimmel because I got into the festival oh, and then shit. there was a wow. last second cancellation, I guess. And then they put me on to promote the festival, which is weird because it's like promoting a festival <laughs> nobody's going to other than industry and rich people. Yes. That was a crazy time. It was very strange. We were kids. It's true. But we have known each other for a while and... What I love about seeing you perform, if you guys haven't seen him perform, definitely go check him out because you're going to go on tour. Are you on tour already? I'm on tour right now. It's never the same set. Like, how do you sleep? How do you sleep? I mean, I do have a backlog, right? Like that year or two without stand-up led to a bunch of stuff just like sitting there. Because if you're writing about colonialism, you know, you got time to <laughs> spread that out over a decade. Yeah. You know? And they're going to constantly give us stuff. Thank you, Meghan Markle. Oh, Lord my Jesus. God. I love Meghan Markle so much. I've been talking about that a lot. I think really? she's incredible. Yeah, you can't. She's destroying them. She I doesn't know. give a shit. What, what does she do now? The secrets. Like, this is how they act. Yes. Like, oh, my God. In the documentary, when she was just like, I'm having really dark thoughts and I need to see a specialist. They're like, mm, computer says no. I'm like, what? Uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how they get you. It's it's the control. Mm. Yeah. They get subsidized by the government. They can't let that money go. What's really crazy is how people showed out for the coronation. Like, it's such make-believe fantasy that people are paying for. It's so unsustainable. But people love it. They love it. A golden carriage. But it's like religion. People love cults. How do you think Trump became president uh, among, uh, with other, right, fo right. like Fox, like people love to be told how to think, period. So we put a crown on this man because his great, 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 granddaddy slayed a dragon, St. <laughs> <Saint> George <Yeah. laughs> or something. And, so, and, and I don't know, with Excalibur and that was, and we all are cool with this. I'm not. If it's a coronation, you expect a king and, and, and a queen to look a certain way. And like, they're just not impressive. Like, they all yeah. kind of look like uh, old bankers. I know. Or it's, it, it, it is yeah. so crazy. Like, when Steve Bannon's just like, white people are. are... Anyways, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Steve Bannon and his fucking eczema. That's so stupid. But like, sure, you guys are the ones. Great. Anyways, you know what? We get questions <laughs> from people that listen to the podcast and we answer them the best to our ability. And a fan wrote in, they knew you were going to come on. This question is specifically for you. I don't for think it has you. to necessarily do with you, but it's a question that they have and they want you to answer it. Help. Exclamation, exclamation. Uh, my brother's husband has a terrible personality. What should I do? Oh, no. Oof, that's a hard one. I mean, I think just, just wait. Five to ten years, it'll be over. It'll be over. What do you mean? What does that mean? Uh, most marriages end in five to ten years. Jordan, we can't say ride it out to your divorce. What's the matter? That is an option. Do you guys hear his tone? Do you hear this volume just going up? <laughs> it, it feels like we hit a nerve. That's what, what it feels like. What kind of bad personality, though? There's so many kinds. Is this person cocky? Is this person a bad listener? Is this mm. person boring? Does this person not have a sense of humor? Because some things you can navigate. Like a person without a good sense of humor, really frustrating. But you talk yeah. about stuff that might not be funny, and that fills some time. If a person's arrogant or cocky or doesn't listen, it becomes a lot harder. But you just have to figure out... You know, uh, you must have games in your head that you can play while they talk where you can smile and get through it. Hello. I count backwards from 100, but I will say my brother's husband has a terrible personality. Um, so I'm 
trying to read into this and maybe her husband is amazing. And so she thought she was going to get like an amazing brother-in-law, um, but like manage your expectations because everybody's yeah. different. But like terrible, eh, that sucks. It sounds like for me, I love to like do something with like a lot of other people. So like it'll be like a Thanksgiving if I have to invite that person, there's going to be other people as buffers. And, you know, we're going to like play a game or get drunk. And like, it's never going to be like a one-on-one. I would never take a boat ride with this person. Like, what is it about him that makes your brother love him? And try to figure out what that is. And because I think that mm. that goes a long way. You know, if like this person is there for my brother and cares and is, you know, that will create, I think, enough of a, a buffer to make it easier to put up with because you know the joy this is giving your yeah. brother. When your brother or sister you've known your whole life and been through thick and thin with, when they yeah. are like, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person, you're like, Wah! you know, like, they better be great. They better be great. And turns out the people that my brother and sister have brought into their lives are fantastic and I love them. But that can't be the case for everybody. And yes, I did have that anxiety that I was going to like lose my siblings to these folks a little bit, a little bit, you know? Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. The only child. Don't give a fuck. Don't, don't have that baggage. What's the next question, Jordan? Next question is this. My partner and I never wear our wedding rings. What's the take on that nowadays? Mm. Ooh. Good question. Great question. I mean, does it lead to more people hitting on both of you without a ring? And does that make you both uncomfortable? If your mm. relationship is open, I understand the practical reasons for not wearing said ring. Uh, if it is not open and you choose not to wear said rings, are you are you choosing not to because of what you think it symbolizes that you don't like? Or perhaps the rings are very expensive and you're worried about them getting damaged. I would like to know if this is practical or if there's some greater meaning to it. The wedding band, yes, conventionally does say taken. No, thank you. Right. <laughs> I myself do not wear one. Oh! Believe it or not, believe it or not, <laughs> there aren't people throwing themselves at me. No. Yeah, it hasn't no. been a problem. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> it has not been a problem. And Santa is real. Yeah. Um, so depending on the person, this is a problem or it's not a problem. If my wife wasn't wearing one, oh boy. Even when she does, we were at the Atlanta airport. This TSA person was like, girl, you fine as hell. I was like, I'm right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, and she didn't help because she was like, thank you. I was like, you know, is what it is. Wow, Jordan, I didn't know you didn't wear a ring because you definitely give married. You look like one walking wedding ring. I think that, you know, I mean, I wear glasses. I'm not, you know, I just don't have that kind of, you know, beefcake smoke castle okay. happening. Ooh, okay. This is a really good question. This is our last question. How many pairs of shoes should one own? Ooh. You only got two feet now. Huh. I mean, that's like right up there with the jeans question. People ask us about jeans all the time. And, you know, there is this like um this thing in America where we feel like we just need more than we should have. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I wish that the culture was more about quality. Yeah. How many you got? Many, Oof. but it's different. <laughs> Let's talk about it. You have your running errand shoes, right? Your running errand shoes. Right. 
The ones where like they get scuffed up, they're comfortable, it doesn't matter. Do you have exercise shoes just primarily for exercising? In theory, that's what they would do. Yes. Yeah, I do have those. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like your stage shoes? I have stage oh. sneakers as well as like shoes, shoes. Okay. If you go out to an event or something, are those the same as your stage shoes? Sometimes and sometimes I can elevate as well. I also have ones I would wear with a tuxedo and ones I would wear with a suit. Sneakers or shoes? Shoes. The tuxedo shoes are a lot shinier. And you don't rent them. You actually have them? I own three tuxedos. <laughs> what the? F- what are you talking? Who are you? Okay. Are you Are you hosting The Bachelor and we don't know? <laughs> <laughs> I have not bought any of these items. These were all things that came from sets that were bought for okay, me for okay. wardrobe. All right. Two of them were purchased for me for an event I was hosting, different events. One of them was one that I was given to wear to an event and I forgot to return. And uh, so it's mine now. (laughs) And and they're all the three tuxes. All those shoes I got are like from sets. Or there was a brief time I was part of a thing that Supra was doing called the Shoe of the Month Club, where they'd have all these like, quote unquote, VIPs get these free shoes every week. And some of the shoes were just like these incredibly cool, well-designed shoes. And some of them were like, nobody can wear this. These are pieces of art, but I will keep them. Like they're just, they don't, they don't, you can't wear them. There's no laces. They're just ridiculous. Yes. Yes. They're just kind of like, whoa, this is beautiful. And Lil Wayne designed it. I got these free shoes for a year. And then the person that hooked me up, who didn't know me very well, asked me if there was any press photos or anything of me wearing the shoes, right? Because that was part of the idea. Oh my God. So I sent them a picture of me on stage for, I think, Comedy Central Presents or one of these late night shows. And that's when they discovered that I was a comedian and not an actor or something else and mysteriously never received free shoes again from that place. Oh, no. Historically, as a kid growing up, I had like two pairs of shoes. I had the one I yes. used every day for everything and the one for fancy occasions that my like parents got me. And that was yep. probably the way it was through college, except for maybe some boots because I went to college in Maine. So I had some boots at some point. And then it was really yeah. when I started to do this full time where people are giving you shoes or giving you stuff if you appear in things. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm down. Do you have the shoes like way back in the closet in the corner that you don't wear yeah. that you're just like, oh, one day. Correct. Yeah, I have several boxes of those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys, break out the one day shoes in the back of your closet and fucking wear them. If your shit doesn't fit, if it's not your size, give it to somebody whose size it is. Like, yeah. don't plan your future around that fucking shirt or dress or suit. Buy something that's your size. Go have fun and fucking wear it. The candle, the nice candle. Who gives a light the candle up? Use the perfume, use the soap. I'm Thank about you. living. So how many shoes? Like, if you love them, I think it's like never too many shoes. But if you're just like having them like around, like, in your stove if you're in New York or under oh your my bed. God. That's hilarious. Like, wear them. Fucking wear them. I have friends who leave stuff in their microwave as a storage what? place. Yeah. We need to get rid of kitchens altogether in New York City. <laughs> we don't need them. Turn the kitchen into a closet. I am with you, Jordan. Truly, people are putting their boots in the fridge. Yeah. Come on now. Like, <laughs> forget it. Their jeans in the freezer is too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, this is so fun. Okay, so... We ask all our um, guests, what's the most adult thing you want to do for yourself this year that you haven't had time to do? Hire an assistant. Yes. 
Yes, wow. you need it. Look at that. You don't calendar. have an you assistant. Need it. I don't have you an assistant, it. and I think it would make life a million times easier. Yeah. It would. Yeah. We're doing everything we can when we can, and also trying to be like fucking fully realized people in like a loving relationship. So, with that said, thank you so much for fucking doing our show. Oh, and come please come back to the house and fucking hang out. The two of you are two of my favorite people. And I tell people Aww. that just in terms of Aww. like, like who in the, in, in the comedy world are, are your actual friends? Like, <laughs> I love that. Why? I said you have good taste. <laughs> yeah, I do have good taste. But yeah, but yeah. That's a fucked up thing to say. Make the cut. <laughs> it's true, though. We're good okay. people. We are good people. How many people That's can all? you talk to about like family, personal life, uh, yeah. work? Like yeah. big issues in the world, and you feel comfortable to be all those versions of yourself. There aren't that many. Oh my god! Thanks, man. Look at us. Welcome to the view, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the boy just don't stop. He don't stop. Won't stop. If you guys haven't seen him live, definitely do yourself a favor. He's on tour. Uh, you want to give him the four one one, hun? Absolutely. You can also catch a special Vacation Baby on YouTube. And there's an extended 25-minute plus version of Vacation Baby on Bandcamp. So look for that. Yeah, smart. He is probably one of the most prolific comedians I know of. And Mm. I just love all the kind of the facets and ways that Hari expresses himself. Whether it was like the documentary about Apu. I know that now Hank Azaria and him like got together. That's something we didn't ask him about. But I mean, there's so much to talk about. Like, you just need more time to talk to to Hari. That's true. We should do, like, another episode with him because there's there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. You know, when you do so much, I feel like everybody, just do this. Like, go on your phone or look at, like, a photo album if you guys still have those. And just look at all the stuff that you've done in the past, like, three to five years. We're all mm. doing a lot. And it does feel like a new now next. Let's keep going. But, like... Man, just take a whole ass five minutes and just realize how much you have done. You know, whether it is for your friends or your family or yourself or your job or the government. I don't know if you guys are out there protesting. Like, I don't know what people's lives are like, but just like, wow, man, like all let's just take a fucking moment and be like, I am amazing. I have done a lot of shit. That's all. I think I've mentioned this before. I do like a list of wins. It's just like something that I keep in my notes um, on my phone. They can be anything from like. Are you gonna re- Are you gonna read it? Yeah, just 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 oh for God. instance. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It can be like completed my first thirty pound kettlebell workout. Boom, that's a win for me. Okay. Yeah. So I can look back at that and say, "You did that, bud." Yeah. And then like selected to be on JFL tour. Boom, that feels good. Mm-hmm. So often in our lives, we forget because we are hardwired to remember the pain because it helps us survive. Like that hurt me, so I'll remember it and not. The good things. So it's like you just refer to these things when you're feeling a little down or if you're feeling meh, whatever, just to give shape to your day. Look at those wins and say, like, there's something about me that I'm going to keep winning. I'm going to keep my winning ways. And here's a list of them. Yes. I have like three quotes. I always, always say. (laughs) But I really do love this one. The tools that you need to survive won't be the ones you need to thrive. Learn how to enjoy yourself, bitches. Yes. That's all. Also, let's just wear more jean shorts. That's all I got, everybody. Thank you so much for listening <laughs> to this episode. Please take care of yourself and each other. Open a door for somebody. Uh, why not? Right? Don't forget to fucking wash your hands and get under them fingernails. Yuck! <clears throat> if you have any questions for us, please follow us at Adulting the Pod on Instagram. 
and DM us your questions. It's very fucking fun. Yeah. Be good to yourself. Be good to each other. Uh, much love, Michelle. Love you, kid. That's so nice. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Go have your lunch at Tilly's. It's good pizza. <laughs> Super sad. This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Jiha Lee. Our associate producer is Alex Chi. This episode was mixed by John Bradley. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Additional production support from Hannah Kyle Crichton. Theme song and live show DJing is by Don Will. Our live show producer is Marianne Ways. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Photography by Reis Vandermost. Executive produced by Karen Kilgara, Georgia Hardstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show and visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase adulting merch.